Good morning and welcome. This is Fishbowl Dan is a star and we'll be there all day today. Uh, Bree Amaranthus, Richie Witt, and myself, the 75 member staff, and Mike Zimmer. We will hang out with Mike Zimmer uh, this afternoon and we'll bring you uh, all the results of that tonight. Fish at six. Welcome to the uh, Fish Report. Uh, CRX, welcome to the Uncle Fish level. Um, you can be a premium member of what we do here, or you can just sign up uh, for uh, a subscription. It's worth every penny, and it's absolutely free. Also absolutely free, no, I, I take it back. You do have to pay for ESPN, don't you? <laughs> They've tricked us into thinking, oh, it just it just floats through the ether and into your TV, but you do have to pay for it. And far too often... Son of a B, you're not getting your money's worth. I don't think you have to be a Cowboy fan of a certain age. I don't even think you have to be a Cowboy fan of a certain intellect. I don't even think you have to be a Cowboy fan. That when we're rattling off dynastic Super Bowl era NFL teams. I mean, I really do. I think that, and maybe it's um, an America's team phenomenon in addition to uh, the deserving nature of Dallas being considered one of the all-time great dynasties. You know, the the Cowboys are so pervasive. But I do. I think if you asked Packer fans, 49er fans, Chiefs fans, Patriots fans, to rattle off the top five dynasties in the Super Bowl era, I think without hesitation, the Dallas Cowboys would pop into the heads of all of them for a number of reasons, including the fact that they're deserving of it to everybody except to ESPN. Wonk, wonk. Three words, Frisco, not Bristol. And if you give me a few minutes this morning, I will do my best to once again establish that uh, to paraphrase Bill Parcells, who stole it from somebody else, because all of his slogans were stolen from somebody else. It is what it is. Bristol is what it is. Uh, It's in this case, the worldwide leader in trolling. Let's do the math. Let's try to not be cowboy centric here. Let's just be fair and honest in our evaluation. Three Super Bowl wins in four years. Four consecutive appearances in the NFC Championship game. Eight, I believe, future Pro Football Hall of Famers a roster so stacked with talent so intimidating that the league, with guidance from Jerry Jones, ironically, changed the rules of the entire operation of the sport. Hard-pressed to leave the 90s Dallas Cowboys off any short list of all-time great NFL dynasties? Not hard-pressed. It's impossible. But inexplicably, ESPN just did it. It's the uh, Get Up show, and it's Mike Greenberg. Now, again, we all get to have our 
our biases. Um, maybe we can argue that he's an East Coast New York bias guy. I think he's a Jets fan or whatever. So, you know, there is East Coast bias is a thing, especially because it's so populated with media people. It's not just that a singular media person who's in Washington, Philadelphia, New York or Boston is biased toward teams from that region, such as that is that is that when you do uh, a survey of sports writers across the country, you're going to have a whole bunch of them in New York. There are more sports writers in New York than there are in Denver. So here comes ESPN. And somehow, some way, and again, thank you, CRX, for coming on in to the Elka Fish Premium. Somehow, some way, the Cowboys aren't on the list. The 90s Cowboys aren't on the list. Now, there is some, and again, I, I was at every practice, I was at every game. Home and road in London, Mexico City, Tokyo, all of it. And so I do try to not only bring some depth of information to my observations about it, I have to make sure that I'm not being biased. And here's an example of where I think I'm not being. Somebody wrote, Cowboys dominated in every way. Actually, like every individual game, they did not dominate every individual. They had plenty of games that were close at least for a while. They didn't they didn't go 14 and 0 every year. Charles Rexford asked a great question. Good morning, Fish. My man, did ESPN piss in your Wheaties? Uh, I don't I had a conversation with Deke Applegate. Uh, I wish my name was Deke Applegate. Thank you by the way to Deke, Jim Laws, uh, Paul Gale, Tony Fisher and uh 70,000 fish heads who keep this thing running. I do sometimes think, hey, and I'll let it go. Who cares? Uh, increasingly, I see, I mean, I know this is true of F FS1, and increasingly you guys say, I, I really don't, even, I don't watch them anyway. Um, so I can't pinpoint why it sticks in my craw. I don't think I'm, I don't think uh, the Cowboys need me to defend them. I don't think you need it. I don't think you need verification from me that the Cowboys of the 90s are a dynasty. Uh, maybe it's just, I just feel obliged when I see uh, somebody spill something in aisle nine, I feel obliged to pick up a mop. Does paraphrasing me, Fish, like you always say, I would challenge the people who would put together a list like this to sit down in a room this is really a good way of looking at it. I could sit down in a room with the late Bart Starr. And as a matter of fact, I did. And I made a painting of Bart Starr and he signed it. Uh, growing up a Viking fan. But I had, I had such respect, obviously, for what... I could sit in a room with the late Bart Starr and say that they're not a Super Bowl dynasty. I could say that to his face. You know why? Because they won two. They won two Super Bowls. That's not dynastic enough compared to these other groups. So I would say it this way. I won't even put you in a room with Charles Haley. I won't put you through that. 
let me put you in a room with Aikman and you explain to him why the Cowboys of the 90s are not a top five Super Bowl dynasty. Then, then Aikman leaves after he roasts you. Now Irvin comes in. Sit with him and explain it to him. And watch what happens. Paul Gale, that's what we appreciate you about your fish. You clean up aisle nine, I guess so. Now let Jimmy come in. Now tell Jimmy. I want to see ESPN explain to Jimmy Johnson why those teams are not dynastic. That's enough. Although, again, we can get Woody in there. We can get Dion in there. I'll put Dixon Edwards in there. Tony Tobert like a word. Mark Stepnoski, the late Mark Tuna, Jay Novacek, Emmett Smith, Norv Turner, Dave Wanstead, Jerry Jones. The person who assembles or votes on a list like this would get absolutely crushed in a conversation about this with anybody who lived it. Dan Grigsby, Uncle Fish Premium. Wish my name was Dan Grigsby. Ballroom, classroom. No, not a ballroom. Well, maybe someday, but yes. This is more of a classroom today. Because it's not a debate. ESPN does the top five pro football dynasties and somehow snubs the Cowboys of Aikman, Emmett, Irvin, and many more. In fact, Richie Witt uh, relaying this to me, then they did honorable mention. And the 90s Cowboys weren't mentioned there either. They weren't mentioned in the honorable mentions. So uh, Greenberg says he subjectively tweeted, subjectively tweet his list of Super Bowl era dynasties. So he allowed the pre-Super Bowl Packers in. But it's Super Bowl dynasties. Otherwise, what are you going to do with the Cleveland Browns of 10 years before? So he puts the Packers in there, even though they won two, which is great. And then he does something else weird. He decides that the 49ers' collective dominance is one thing, but the Patriots' collective dominance is multiple things. The Patriots of 2001, 03, 04, won three Super Bowls in four years. That's as good as it gets. And they're not on the list because ESPN decided to separate that group from another Belichick Tom Brady group, inexplicably. I don't, I, I don't know why. But at least the Patriots made it. The Patriots are the number five most dynastic team of the Super Bowl era, the 2014 to 18 Patriots. Fine, at least they made it. 
Three Super Bowls in four years. Only those Patriots of 01, 03, 04, and your Cowboys, 92, 93, 95. Those are the only two teams to ever do that. Three Super Bowls in four years. There's only one way to get better than that. And nobody's done it. So here's ESPN's top five. And a lot of times, like I'll do this on the on uh, Pro Bowl and Hall of Fame. Well, you know, Hall of Fame because they foolishly have a ceiling on how many guys can go. Well, he should have made the Pro Bowl. Okay, well, who you take out? Got to make sure you do that. Well, he should have, Woodson should have made it. Yes. So who do you take out? But I don't have any problem doing that here because I don't suffer from recency bias. Straight dope, no bullsh. Here's the top five. Number five, the Belichick Brady Patriots, 2014 to 2018. Three Super Bowls, five AFC championship games, although that doesn't count as Super Bowl dynastic. It's a nice note. Three Super Bowl wins in five years. That's the fifth best. Number four, the Reed Mahomes Kelsey Chiefs, 2019 to present. Three Super Bowl wins, four Super Bowl appearances, but we're talking about dynasties. Dynasties means you win. Dynasty doesn't mean you go. Five AFC championship games in five years. Uh, or is it, is it six? That's incredible. But three Super Bowls in five years. That's number four. We'll go back to them in a minute. Number three, most Super Bowl dynastic team of all time. The Joe Montana 49ers, 81 to 89. Except 81 to 89 creates a cutoff. That's four Super Bowl wins in nine years. But the first two were without Jerry Rice. One came after without Bill Walsh. If the Patriots get split in two, why aren't the no Rice, yes Montana, no Bill Walsh, 49ers over a course of eight years, nine years? Why is that one thing? And if that's one thing, why don't you just go ahead and tack on Steve Young? and his Super Bowl a couple years later. Number two, <clears throat> dynasty of all time. The Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh Steelers, 74 to 79. Four Super Bowl wins. And then this unique note. And this is why you, you can make an argument for, for Pittsburgh being number one. Four Super Bowl wins during that span in six years. And back-to-back -back titles, 74, 75, 78, 79. And, of course, I don't have to tell Cowboy fans about that. That's pretty incredible. They climbed the mountain and then climbed it again twice in six years. And then number one, 
Vince Lombardi's Packers, 1961 to 1960. They didn't have Super Bowls in 1961. <laughs> they did win five championships in seven years. That's a dynasty of a different sort. It's not this kind of a dynasty. Otherwise, you got to go back a decade before uh, or, or a little bit before that and go to the Cleveland Browns. And then I guess you need to reach back in history, which I haven't bothered to do. I wonder who was winning championships in the 30s and 40s. The Super Bowl. By the way, the Vince Lombardi Packers, 61 to 67, loaded. 13 future Hall of Famers. We can we cannot get into the argument about, well, what if those Packers played the 90s Cowboys? That's not fair. That'd be it. The, the 90s Cowboys would destroy that team. The 90s Cowboys, if they played the 60s Packers, the 60s Packers would be going, what these people aren't even human. What do they do? What is this number 21 guy with the do-rag? What planet is that from? Bart Starr would have walked into a room with Troy Aikman and gone, what are you? So we'll remove that from the argument. We'll also take out of the argument how close the Cowboys were to having more dynasties, three dynasties, 66-67. Dallas loses NFC Championship games on last second touchdowns by the Packers. 75-78 loses Super Bowls to the Steelers, both by four points. Maybe the Cowboys should have been, since we're opening up some big windows for some teams and slicing up windows for others, maybe the Cowboys' window needs to be gigantic. Cowboys went to, under Tom Landry, 20 straight playoff appearances. Using the metrics that ESPN's using there, maybe they should get a vote here for that. No, it's about Super Bowl wins. And over their dominant four-year period from 92 to 95, the Cowboys record, 59 and 16. So each game, they didn't win 30 to nothing. But by the time they finished the season, a season, a season, and a season, 59 and 16. They won three Super Bowls. They won those Super Bowls, by the way, by 35, 17, and 10 points. Blowouts all in the end. In the season that interrupted what should have been, could have been, would have been a four-peat. They fall behind the 49ers, 21 to nothing, eight minutes into the game. A regular team, after having climbed all those, those two mountains, now they got Switzer. Aikman off to a bad start. Balls are bouncing around in the mud. Nobody could, they're down 21 to nothing to a great 49er team. They had every reason to say, you know what? We've had our run. They push and push and push and end up losing 38 to 28. That was against a San Francisco team led by Steve Young that won the Super Bowl and played in four NFC Championship games. Even the Cowboys' failures are almost dynastic. During this deserved dynasty, built by the architects, the co-architects, Jimmy Johnson, Jerry Jones, both of whom themselves, of course, are in the Hall of Fame. Jimmy, Jerry, Aikman, Emmett, Irvin, Haley, Allen, Dion, and Baron Woodson just missed. 
the Cowboys assemblage of talent. With the exception of a Packers team that we are giving a wider berth to. And then throw the Steelers in there too. The assemblage of talent. Certainly in that decade. Unmatched. Other great teams, Buffalo Bills. The Cowboys drilled them. And, and history should note that one of the reasons that the other owners said, yeah, salary cap and free agency, let's go for that, is because they, they looked at the Cowboys and they looked at Jerry Jones' wallet and said, why don't we change the rules? a foundational change in the way the NFL works. The Cowboys did all those things on the field and were so dominant that they did that too. And if the 90s Cowboys are not on ESPN's list of anywhere, they should be one or two with the Steelers. But if they're nowhere on the list, then it ain't no list at all. Cowboyssi.com is on it all for you. We'll see you at uh, Fish at 6 live tonight, if not before. But uh, go swallow up and gobble up some Cowboyssi.com. By the way, happy Valentine's Day, sugar. Fish out.